Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Future Feature. That's the name we're giving it this week, at least. So, Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Sweet I'm doing, oh, I'm doing just, just fine, Princess. Uh, so, there's kind of a slow week this week compared to last. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, the problem is E3. E3 kind of absorbed the uh, entire news stream um, and took over. I bet a lot of companies pause their announcements for this week because of E3. Yeah, smart move. I, uh, I I was only really looking forward to the Nintendo announcements, and they did pretty good. It, it, it didn't blow my mind, but uh, I'm definitely happy for the products that are coming out this year and next year. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I'm not a gamer. I don't own any consoles. I, I look at announcements from all the brands a little bit, and Nintendo seemed like one of the more clear winners. A couple of the game developers' studios seem pretty good across the board too, but... Uh, I, I just can't I don't I don't get the Xbox One X. That's the only one. That's my only complaint because it just looks like a PC. So that's that's it. That's all I got. You know I, I feel for them. They had this big idea early on about what they wanted to do and uh, with the Xbox One about controlling your TV, having to be an all in one. And Sony's like screw it. It's just a gaming console. And it turned out that the extra cost they put into it with the with the tuner and all the other crap uh, end up costing them basically the entire generation war. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that completely. So I feel like they've been trying to, you know, recover from the whole connect in the box and have it be always on and all this other stuff that was early on. But it's it's I feel bad for them, man. They need everything they can get, all the exclusives they can get. I I just with both with all three brands, Nintendo is the clear winner right now as far as innovation in console technology. The switch is flipping awesome. It's it's so much different from the other two the other two just seem like they're out specking each other and switch is just nintendo's just like we're gonna go do this you know and it, it the screen on that thing is beautiful too you have one you love it yeah i do love mine they're definitely in like a party of one they're doing their own thing but then again that's been nintendo forever and that's why i think nintendo is such a loyal fo- uh, following because their fans sure. just know that they're about fun games they're about fun party games you bring over your friends for uh and that's just what they're known for I think that's true. I I think the Switch, though, is one of the first ones they've gotten really right in a long time. Like, the other ones have been fun or cute and exciting. The Switch is like, I don't know, it, it, it's a different level. It's it's pretty awesome. Agreed. I'm really excited for the the future games. I mean, they only announced a couple for 2018, uh, Kirby and uh, the really adorable uh, Yoshi one that's made of, like, cardboard, cardboard and paper. Yeah. Yeah, I saw uh, that one. I bought Wooly World for for uh, Wii U, and I I love that game. It's so adorable. <laughs> I I remember that one as well. That one looks pretty great too. Didn't they announce some um, extra content for Zelda as well? Yeah, you know I've I've dumped a whole lot of my life the last few months into Zelda, <laughs> and uh, it's it's an incredible game. And honestly, I've been at the point where I can go fight uh, you know the the final ba- boss or battle, but. Uh, I've been just been putting it off. I feel bad because, you know, Princess Zelda is uh, waiting in the castle for me to, to save her. But, you know, not yet. I need uh, to collect a few more things and uh, get a couple more items. And then I'll eventually go save her. That is a clear indication of a good game. Uh, any game where you are delaying finishing it because you want to keep playing is a Final Fantasy. Uh, Final Fantasy. No. Final Fantasy Tactics was that game for me years ago. You know what? Uh, I actually love tactics too. I, I, there aren't too many tactical RPGs out there, but did you see the uh, the Rabbids Mario crossover game? I have not seen that. Is it so, pretty good? 
so it's it looks i mean it looks stupid because the rabbits are basically like the minions of the, the gaming world and you could be a minion fan that's fine but i'm personally not a fan of the minions no no not yeah. at all yeah They're so all. so basically think of it as like minions and mario crossover and that's kind of what it is but it's a tactical rpg not tactical rpg but it's a tactical game uh it's very interesting i, I didn't I, I honestly expect it to be more like mario party but it, it turns mm. out it's a tactical game so there's that that's awesome i'll have to check that out yeah, I'm sure it'll uh, drop prices pretty quick. I, I just I just can't see it selling well for the people, for the type of game it is, and the the characters that are in it. I just I want them to do well because I want all the games to do well, but I just don't I don't have a lot of faith. Hey, so I just read about this uh, Amazon debit. Do you know what's going on with that? Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, essentially, Amazon has introduced a cashback system for non credit card users. But there's a little bit of a catch. So they'll give you 2% cash back on all your purchases on Amazon, um, as long as you, first of all, have an Amazon Prime account. Uh, and then secondly, you actually link your bank account to your Amazon Prime account, and you load cash onto like a virtual Amazon gift card. And then all your purchases on that gift card give you 2% cash back. So it's, it's kind of interesting. It, I guess for somebody that's like, super anti-credit cards like if some if somebody's like following dave ramsey or something like that and hates debt and is terrified of self-control with credit cards yeah that's great um not a lot of debit cards are offering two percent cash back these days most are one percent however the problem with it is amazon also has an amazon prime credit card which gives you five percent cash back on all purchases so it it doesn't make any sense like, I don't know why you would do the debit card where you have to go through, like, this extra step to load money to then do the 5%. I don't know. Questions? Yeah, I, I guess it's for those people who are already going to use debit regardless, and yeah. it's just a better deal for them, and that's great. Uh, but honestly, I'm so against using debit card or cash for anything. It's crazy. There's so many negatives and so many downsides to it. Uh, if you're truly not responsible with your money, you probably shouldn't be buying anything. If That's you're right. that irresponsible with your money where you can't trust yourself as a human adult with a credit card, you shouldn't be buying anything. Yeah, I mean, not not bashing Dave Ramsey because he has a lot of great teachings, but the whole, like, credit cards are evil and and that you shouldn't use them. Credit cards and debt are not the same thing. Credit cards are a tool and a way to uh, save yourself a lot of money and pay for a lot of free flights. Yep. And – and if you're afraid of that, you just need to train yourself and learn how to use them. Not No one starts being good with credit cards right out the gate. They practice and they learn. Interesting, though, with this Amazon card, I, I totally get why they're doing this. They are, they're trying to cut out the middleman. They're trying to kill the credit card merchant, Chase or Capital One or whoever. And a lot of times those, those cashback programs, those miles that we, we love to milk so much – they usually are charging the merchant. A lot a lot of that cost is going to the merchant. So this is really brilliant on Amazon's side of trying to become our banks and to also increase their margins by a fraction of a percent. I mean they're definitely playing the long game. They want us to do everything through them. We want they want us to order, you know, with our voice, our latest orders. They will try to make everything as easy as possible. Yeah. To make everything through Amazon. And I'm I'm fine with it for the most part. Uh I just I just cringe every time I see someone pull out a, like a debit card or pay with cash. It's just such a bad move. 
Do you ever do you ever go somewhere and they tell you cash only or or no credit? Do you put everything back? Uh, I definitely have, uh, but typically when it's like you know the whatever fee for the credit card, I just pay it. I'd much rather just have it on a card. Interesting. So I won't do that. It depends on what it is. If it's cash only completely, kind of my rule is if it's under ten bucks, I'll probably just do it because it's not worth the hassle of going somewhere else. But if it's more than ten bucks, nope. Sorry, have a good day. I'll go buy it somewhere else. What it comes down to is uh, it's only ever restaurants, and usually we know ahead of time if it's cash only or not because uh, we'll say yeah. on Yelp or say somewhere if it's cash only. And I wouldn't – I honestly never have cash on me, so it's not an option anyway for that reason. Yeah, agreed. Same exact problem. My wallet is not designed for cash. So super interesting though. I, it was uh, definitely one of the bigger news pieces I saw this week. So, Did you see that uh, thing about Instagram ar- archive? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's it's kind of interesting that Instagram added that. They added it for a couple of reasons. So Instagram added Instagram Archive, uh, where essentially you can go back and not delete your old Instagram posts, but archive them so nobody can see them. And it, it's, a, it's a way for you to do a couple of things. First of all, to hide those bad pictures that Peter's always taking. Always. Just, just kidding, Peter. You're a wonderful photographer. Um and then it's also it's also a way for people – a lot of people are using it in a way to like curate. I don't know if you've seen this like Instagram minimalist uh, trend. Have you seen this? No, I haven't. Uh, essentially, it's really popular in like super young. I was just reading about it today because of this new feature. Essentially, in the like high school age, there is a small group of teens that they like to use Instagram almost – I would almost describe it as their like MySpace top ten sort of thing, but bigger than 10. And they only have like 30 to 50 posts on Instagram at any given time. And they're like, really, I don't, I'm sure you've seen the Instagrams where like the pictures like bleed into each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they make it like real stylized and really epic. I don't know how else to put it, but that's it. So then they'll like pull photos off and put new ones on. And so that's part of why Instagram did this because they saw people doing this and and trying to do this in different ways. Because there were third-party apps that would allow you to delete things um, sort of. So it's pretty interesting. Interesting. I, I would never do that. Uh, I would never put only so many photos on there, but I guess, cause I like to go back in time and look at them, but I guess it's just different yeah. generation. They don't care about, yeah. you know, they grew up in a digital only uh, phone only, you know? Yeah. I, I, wanna, I, I really enjoy, um, learning about the different generational uses of social media. One of my favorite things I ever learned was, uh, from my nephew, funny enough, he's, he's like, He's going to be 18 in August, actually. But like a couple years ago, pre-Snapchat, him and his friends, they would use Instagram. They would do like full-blown conversations in the comment section of Instagram photos about something completely unrelated to the photos. So they would like – one of them would post a photo, and then they'd start talking about like a homework assignment in, in history class. And then and And the photo would not be of history class. And it was like this – Super strange, like temporary public chat room. Um, I, like I'd, I'd see photos of his with like thirty comments of like people just back and forth, and it's like it's so interesting how different generations use the digital tools that are, that are put in front of them. It's such a weird, like that would be such a weird sneak peek into someone's life or a friend's conversation yeah. that you wouldn't normally be able to see, but it's just opened the world for that moment. It was cool. It was cool to not, and I wasn't like a creeper about it. I just I was. Checking out what his photo was that he got that many comments, and I was like, "Holy smokes, this is weird. This is different." So. You, you know, I saw the use at least for I guess our generation was more for like hiding embarrassing photos. Like if, if you want to keep mm-hmm. something, but like 
because our first photos we ever posted to Instagram were using the Instagram filters, probably very little ed- editing. They look terrible. Uh, and honestly, they're with older phones too, so they, they just look bad altogether. So I would I wouldn't be against hiding some of those older ones on there. But I was I've always been kind of good about posting not so embarrassing stuff. But I'm sure people who post selfies or like people pictures that they have more to hide. It's actually funny you bring that up. Um, just this week, my sister in law commented on a photo from me from like oh, eleven eleven years ago, like pre moving to California, and I'm like super young. I'm super like punk rock kid because that was like my background and uh i love it i i love i i've never deleted i can't say never i'm sure there's stuff i've gone back and killed but for the most part i really enjoy leaving i left my myspace like perfectly intact forever because i i like um i like it being like an internet time capsule i like seeing where i came from and who i was i don't i'm i don't know i don't post things that i'm ever embarrassed about like political statements or pictures i stand by them almost always you know so i'm like the complete opposite where i delete the hell out of everything i see that <laughs> so facebook has you know the facebook memories pops up it's like oh eight years ago you're here and every time i see that like the, the year and i know if it's like before a certain date or whatever i'm like oh shit this is going to be really embarrassing i have to take <laughs> care of this so i put like a comment on facebook a while ago or like a status and i said like the only reason why i use you know facebook memory is so i can go through and filter and delete all my old crap that i put on here and so many people responded and said the same thing that's the only reason they use it is just so they can see the old garbage so they can get rid of it so if anyone would ever scroll back you know 60 years in my you know facebook profile they wouldn't see all this embarrassing stuff. I'd watch it. Like I wouldn't even watch it around people. I'd be like something that's already public. I'd like take a moment, watch it or look at it and load it. I'm like, oh man, this has to go. Like what that's was I hilarious. thinking? I, I definitely that's deleted my MySpace. I deleted all my online presence. And like, honestly, it sounds really stupid, but I kind of like semi-moderate even my wall on Facebook. If someone, I do that. If someone like puts like that. a video and like tag me in it, and it shows up on there. I'm like, this garbage has to go. Do you have an approval? Do you have the approval system set up? I do. No, I don't because I, I want people to feel like I'm not like excluding people. I but I just end up going through that night and just deleting it or something like that. I, I have I have a full blown approval system and I, I leave some stuff in approval hell. I never approve it. And <laughs> I stand by that. I also um I also uh I, I don't swear digitally. I not very much. And I actually um censor my Facebook. If somebody leaves a comment that I don't care if you say ass or shit or something, but if you drop the F-bomb on my Facebook feed, I'm going to delete your comment every yeah, time. Yeah, I, I, I just don't – I don't see the point in it. I think that it – I just think that looking back 10 years, people are going to be like, gosh, why did I say that like that? I don't know. So it's, that's always been like a thing. Now I'm going to get a bunch of people that are going to like drop F-bombs on my Facebook for forever. So see, bring, I- bring it on. I'll bring the band hammer. So the thing is that I don't have to swear to say stupid things, and I say them yeah, exactly. all the time. So I, I am a, I'm like a full time job moderating my old Facebook lifestyle. <laughs> I used to say so many public things that would be bad. I, I am so much better now. I'm, 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 I'm pretty reserved. I'll share. I like to share articles, but I don't, I don't post that many statements these days. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting though. But yeah, but yeah, Instagram archive is pretty cool, and I know a lot of people really wanted it, so I know people were stoked about it. How's your uh, sense sleep tracker working? Uh, you know what? I'm uh, as I mentioned last time in the last episode, I'm in a 
quote unquote temporary housing, uh, which you said made me feel like sound like I was homeless. Uh, but still does. So I'm in, uh, staying with family and I don't have all my home kit or all my uh, automation stuff. So sense is actually sitting in a box somewhere, uh, in storage. And it's really sad that it's, it just got, so basically what Mike's referring to is the company, hello, just tanked and they basically just are shutting down the service and I guess no one's uh, going to buy it. So it's just basically just going under, which means, uh, the sense, which is basically my sleep tracking uh, system, where it, it has two little what they call pills, and they track, they click onto the uh, they clip onto the pillowcase, uh, and it tracks movement during the night. And it also, what's nice is that the actual sense itself tracks uh, humidity, uh, air quality, uh, light in the room, noise, all these things. So you can at any time you can open up your phone and see maybe how hot it is in the house or. Or like maybe like, I never care about air quality, uh, but you could see all these things remotely if you wanted to. Uh, but I like the hardware. I always thought it was good, but now it's going away. Man, man you're speaking real positively, uh, considering all the all the articles I've read the last twelve hours have talked about that none of the software actually reported things accurately, and it was pretty vague. The whole that's why it's go, that's why it's tanking because it didn't actually record anything. Uh, you know, originally I think it was like advertised as, uh, like the original pitch was if this is a loud noise or a dog barking or alarm going off the middle of the night, the original pitch was you can go back in the timeline of the, of your night and you could play back the noise and it'll tell you like, Oh, that's what happened. That's why I woke up. So if you have like a history of having, you know, sleep trouble during a certain period of time that you weren't aware of, you might actually be able to figure out what caused it because you could go back in time and kind of like play the audio or play whatever noise or look at that temperature at that time and say, Oh, it just got too hot in the house. And that's why, but definitely didn't do any of that uh, <laughs> at all, which is, which is, you know, the original advertisement, but honestly, so if you don't know, sense was originally a Kickstarter and for a Kickstarter to ship for one, that's not all the time. It's not incredibly common. And also for it to ship at the quality that sense shipped, it, it felt and looks like, uh, an Apple product. It, it, it is very high quality. Everything appears to work well. Um, it just seems like they got the hardware right, but they didn't get the software right. Yeah, which is a common problem with Kickstarter. Strangely, you would think it'd be the opposite, but I've seen quite a few products that hardware came and software always sucked. Yeah, it's it, it's such a it's so unfortunate. But now, honestly, I I, uh, I wear my watch at night, and I have an app that tracks my watch automatically, so that does the trick for me now. So I, have, I, I haven't had to use it for a while. But uh, I'm I'm calling you out. Which watch do you wear at night? Well, I think I already mentioned this, but I have two watches, and I either wear my I usually wear my sport at night, and I use my stainless steel nerd. during the day. Yeah, because you're a nerd. It is true. It is true. Uh, I'm I'm a bit salty about sense. I don't know if you remember why. Do you remember why? Uh, well, you originally were, were going to back it, and you regretted not backing it, right? No, I was like, I don't. I think I don't remember if I backed it first or if you backed it first. But sense was the Kickstarter project that taught me to make sure your ex your credit card expiration date's correct, or alternatively not correct. We also remember we did that for a while. So uh, we haven't really talked about Kickstarter in a while, but uh, I hope my fiance never listens to this, but I'm closing in on a hundred Kickstarters backed and it's kind <laughs> of a crazy thing. Um, I don't know anybody who's backed as many as I have. There might be one person in my Facebook group of like 900 that have backed maybe close to me or a little bit more than me, but I'm at like 96 right now. That's and insane. 
it's, it is really crazy. And it's not that I put in like hundreds of dollars into each product, you know, some are just a dollar, but there's a lot of like expensive products on there that I have backed and I have gotten plenty of them, but I've definitely slowed down. Uh, yeah, you have, and I'm proud of you. Yeah. It's just, it's just not a wise economic decision to buy half baked products because I've gotten plenty of them that I'm just like, this is just terrible. Like I'm never going to use this. Have you resold any of them? I have. Uh, I think I might have, I mean, I still have my Instacube sitting around somewhere and that was like a saga, uh, which I won't even get into, but I have it sitting around somewhere. Honestly, I'm not even sure if it still works with the current Instagram API, but, uh, <laughs> it, it basically rotated the same, uh, photos of my dog for a while. So it was like a kind of a fancy, <laughs> uh, slideshow machine that I paid 120 bucks for. And if I wanted to do more with it, I probably could, but I just haven't got around to it. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I, I think I've, I've backed a decent amount, but not nearly as many as you. I also don't do, like, I have a strict no, like, art projects rule. Like, if it's not, if I can't get a physical object, I'm not interested. Where I know you have backed, like, documentaries and crap like that. And I, I do not care about a photo project or anything like that at all. Well... My fiance is going to kill me, but basically there's a paragraph on a, in, on a Kickstarter and it basically shows you like of the eight kind of categories, what eight have you collected or what eight have you uh, actually backed? And at one point I was actually looking at the categories I wouldn't normally back just so I can kind of fill the ring. And it sounds terrible. <laughs> it sounds honestly terrible. Um, gonna kill because you. it is. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> now this was like years ago. So I feel like, Time has passed and I'm allowed to talk about it now, but it, it's been a long time. I honestly don't even know if that ring still exists, but it did. I, I take ownership in your reduction in Kickstarter backing, by the way. I take some ownership in that. Uh, you know what? That's, that's, that's fair. You've definitely uh, given me plenty of shit. And every time you get a notification on your phone saying, hey, you know, Peter, back this thing, you always text me immediately going, what the hell are you doing? I immediately text Peter every day. Every time Peter backs something, it, it push notifies me and I just rip him a new one because it's always something terrible too. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I backed my first smartwatch on there. So my love of Apple watches came because I backed the Pebble on there. And I, I will never, ever regret that. I don't think I gave you crap for the Pebble. No, that's because, that's because it was my, my second project and you couldn't have given me crap. Oh, yeah, you didn't yeah, know yeah, how yeah, addicted true, I was going to get. I actually backed a project like three days ago, but I just canceled it because I changed my mind. It was too much money. Uh, so you probably use the same trick I do. Uh, so there's a lot of times you'll get notifications and I'll back something early on and I'll basically just cross my fingers and hope that this product turns into something legit uh, or they add some like uh, stretch goals that make it more worthwhile. And that's why I kind of like to back them early just in case I get it at the low price and they add some feature I really want. Um, and if I'm really not sure about it, I honestly just back it with an expired credit card. Yeah, which that's what I was referencing with the sense. Because remember, that's where we discovered that was it. It like it let me back it with the sense, but I don't think it works the same anymore, does it? Sorry, I should be more clear. I back it with a card that's been canceled that is still on file. Oh, so not it, an expired one. Yeah, not because it wouldn't let you do that. Uh, but it does let you back one that seems legit. Yeah, because it used to be like even if the card was expired, it was still on file and it would try and then it would say you need a new card. But you could say, ah, I changed my mind and get out of it. But now I believe it'll say like you owe us money, change your card, at least for the expired ones. 
because I think I tried. Should I go over the last few, uh, the last, I say, five or so Kickstarter things I backed? Probably, probably, just so I can make fun of you. Uh, well, you're going to make fun of me right off the bat because the first, the last thing I backed that was successful was the, they called it Where's My Dongle? And it's the oh little, my God. it's the little thing that clips onto your keychain. You take your iPhone seven plus and you your little adapter that comes with it and you snap it into it. So you always have your little adapter with you. I hate you so much. How much was this? I want you to guess. If it was over $12, it was $7 total shipped. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Was it, that an early bird price or was that like, uh, it was early bird. Okay. Okay. But I, I, I can accept anything under ten dollars. That's a pretty good because with shipping, it, I mean they they typically charge like five dollars shipping. Yeah, I mean not for something so tiny. But I honestly, I love that product. It's really well designed. It's so basic, and I wish I came up with it myself because it's really really smart. Uh, the next thing I backed is called Pulley. It's a magnetic thing that sits on your bike handlebar. And with my case, I have it's a magnetic case. I can just basically rest my phone on my bike handle, and it just sticks there. So I have a Google Maps going or something like that. I'm biking around. I did a lot of biking in Berkeley. Does uh, it work? Yes. For a 7 Plus? Yes. If I go speeding over and I hit a speed bump or like a big hole in the roll, uh, road, my, my phone will definitely go flying because it has. <laughs> uh, and I may or may not have cracked a screen uh, because of this. But Oh, great. It uh, works great. It's only – honestly, I was going really fast and I hit a pretty – I hit one of those um, – the middle of the road that will um, – plastic deals it's in the reflectors yeah, yeah, in the yeah. road. i hit yeah. one of those going pretty fast and honestly i would have expected it to fly off but and it did and it cracked my phone uh but yeah but it does okay. work well if you're just kind of doing casual biking all right what was number three so uh, far i'm not impressed you're not happy at all but then again you'll never be happy i'm not happy i'm wait how much was that uh twelve dollars and i actually got two of them for twelve dollars uh, I may or may not have <laughs> PayPal ten extra dollars for another one. <laughs> okay, carry on. Uh, okay, the next one I haven't received yet, but it's soon. Okay. Uh, allegedly, allegedly. Thank you. Uh, it's the life. It's the life light. It's a little uh, light that's really powerful that has a little hot shoe at the bottom. Are you like secretly like eighty five years old? Like I feel like this is just like the next generation of as seen on TV. No, definitely not. Uh, so my, it's hard to explain with the with the radio show, the talk show. Uh, mm-hmm. But basically, it's a. I sound really old by saying radio show. I know. But, but anyways, think, I guess I just proved my point. But uh, it, it's a small <laughs> little square, and basically, what I'm planning on doing is using it with my iPhone at night. It's also uh, waterproof, so you can take it underwater with you to record underwater. So if it's really dark underwater, you can have you know light in one hand, phone in the other, or GoPro in one hand, light in the other. Uh, and I was also planning on uh, mounting it on my DJI Osmo so I can mm-hmm. have smooth video with and, a plenty of light for my phone. And the price on this one? $44. I'm I'm not even going to – I'm you, not going to acknowledge it. I'm just not going to acknowledge that you spent $44 on a flashlight. For one, it's not a flashlight. But a flashlight. two, you should probably look at it because it's pretty rad. Um, so I'm going to skip the next one cause I'm embarrassed about it. Uh, why? Because I literally never used it one time. What and, is it? And this is kind of my problem is that I'll buy stuff like, Oh, that's really cheap and sounds good because beforehand, um, so it's called smoothie. It's like movie with an S in front of it. Uh, you're dying. I can see you laughing. Um, I can't even handle this right now. Like 
I'm in such a fit of rage over the fact that, like, even before we even get to Smoothie, you've spent 44... 12. No, 22. 22, 66, it, and then 7? Uh, 7, yeah. So, 73 bucks? Okay. On three things. Maybe that I you don't shouldn't need. tell you how much this movie was then. What is the smoothie? What's the smoothie? So it's a it's like a handheld gimbal, but it's kind of like one of those like ghetto ones that have like a, I it's remember like, it. Uh, so it, it's supposed to be like a really cheap gimbal, but the thing is that I got it. I you, never used it, and then like you know, like six months later, I bought the DJI Osmo. So I literally will never use this product. And it's super frustrating because I hate waste. Uh, not only physical like waste that, that like is going to go in a trash can, but also waste of money. I hate it. Um, and that's actually one of the biggest reasons. And this is probably one of the last ones I backed where I felt like sick about it. Where I'm like, you know what? I hate this product. I'm never going to use it. And it's just a pure waste. So I, I hear you. You sell, don't even have to sell it on e- Sell it on eBay. I, you'll be surprised, man. I've actually made money on a couple of projects that I regretted later. Um, sell it. I'd, I'd have to shot. pay someone to take this from me. It's 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 really no one's gonna be happy with it. How much did you spend on it? My next two. How much did you spend on smoothie? Seventeen dollars. Sit bull. Seventeen. You only spent seventeen dollars on it. Well, it's not dollars. I should say it's pounds. How <laughs> much? How much is that? <laughs> I don't know how much. Let's Hold just on. say I'll just say twenty. I don't know. It was before Brexit, so you know it's probably more money. Uh, it's like twenty two bucks. For wait, it was only twenty two bucks. Why are you so embarrassed? Because it's a waste. I much rather far more on a flashlight. Yeah, but that flashlight's badass. All right, the <laughs> next two, the next two, you're gonna like, and I'm gonna end with the next two. Okay. Uh, pop cup. Have you, pop you heard cup? of okay. pop cup? So I, I'm assuming it's like a collapsible water cup for it's your dog. Very close. Um, for those dog owners that are out there, this pup cup is freaking amazing. Uh, my fiance actually likes it, and that should tell you something because she doesn't like anything I buy. That's uh, funny. I use Deborah for the same thing. I gauge all of my like, should I have bought this on whether Deborah's impressed? <laughs> and they're so rarely impressed. They really are. They're like, why do you care about that? You yeah. know, it's funny. Hey, you got you like spend hours researching it. You're like, this is a great idea. And then they're like, what are you wasting your life on? Right. Uh, They get real mad. So Pup Cup sticks on the bottom of like those popular Nalgene-sized bottles. It just sticks right on the bottom of it. So basically you take one bottle and your your cup's kind of built into your uh, Nalgene. Wait, so does it like – it like clips on like a sleeve on the bottom? Yeah, exactly like a sleeve. That's awesome. Ooh, that's awesome. I actually like that. And uh, I got two for $12. Okay, okay. And honestly, it's a great company. They like, I, I believe they make all dog like f- related products. And uh, well, obviously, and they I believe they also donate money to shelters and donate these to shelters. I mean, it, it seems like a good little startup company. Um, I think they've had a couple things on Kickstarter. All of their stuff is pretty cool. Uh, uh, and how much was the pub cup? I told you two for twelve. Two for twelve. Which... All right, we're to one hundred eleven dollars. I'm adding. I'm keeping track for you. Don't all worry. Right. Thank you so much. I'm glad Kickstarter doesn't do that for me because that would be. Oh really my gosh, mad. that would be awful. That'd be a bad oh, yeah. way I'm to get sales. I'm looking at Pub Cup right now. It looks really cool. As I like an, I, I'm an avid Nalgene user. I use my Nalgene every day. A lot of people do. This is sweet. I, I'm actually tempted by this. Uh, I can tell you, we love it. We have the green and the red. But anyways, red, like the this. final, final one, and this will get a laugh. The title of this Kickstarter is. 
pooch selfie, the best way to capture selfies with your dog. Now, I you got s- no laugh. I should say that my fiance also likes this product, but she probably doesn't know it cost me eighteen dollars. And what? Because I don't, I didn't, I didn't remember it. I don't remember it cost me eighteen dollars. But apparently, I was. What is it? I was living what the life. So wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. Let me guess based off the name. Okay. I'm I'm imagining some sort of device that gets Polly, your dog, to like look at the camera better. Uh, and my dog is obsessed with one thing, and mostly just this one thing, and it is tennis balls. Yeah, LE2. So basically what it is, it's a little plastic mount that sticks on top of your phone. If you were to look on Amazon now, these are all over the place. Like China copied the hell out of this, and it's it's crazy. They have them for cats. They have them for everything now. But basically, like zebras, they have them for everything. Um, but uh, it's basically a ball that sticks on top of your phone, and you just hold your, your phone out, and your dog looks at it and Wait, stares so you at bought, it. Wait, so you bought a tennis ball? that was pre-cut to fit on your phone with a pre-cut camera hole and you paid $18 for it. No, it works every tennis ball. Thank you very much. But, uh, yes, I paid $18 for a device that holds a standard tennis ball. Oh, it holds the tennis ball. Couldn't you have just taken a tennis ball, cut it in half, sliced a hole for the camera and stuck it on your phone? Probably. (laughs) Okay. Uh, and, and, over what course of like what period of time did you buy all these products uh i've actually slowed down a ton yeah when when did you buy the last the fifth one and when did you buy the last one december 2nd 2015 okay and february 14th 2017 so march april may june july or june we're in june so i put my credit card Uh in for a few of these uh but I have not actually successfully backed or done anything since February. I think I've let two so, or three things pass me by. So you would have made, if you had invested that money instead at the standard 7% interest rate, you would have made like nine bucks a month for four months. You would have made like 36 bucks. Well. <laughs> I don't actually think that's accurate, just to clarify. I think that's actually wrong. Well, I don't. Uh, well, it's too late now. <laughs> I think it's like four bucks. We'll have to go over uh, a couple of shitty Kickstarters at some point to, uh, yeah, to, because yeah. we actually, uh, we talk about Kickstarter fairly often because we love uh, businesses and uh, we'll have to go. Cause from time to time we joke about Kickstarters. We find that are just absolutely terrible and they're, they're really enjoyable just to watch them. Like, they thunder. are. Um, I feel awful for most of them because they thought it was a good idea or they thought they yeah. put a really a lot of thought into it, but it's obviously just no one's backing it. I saw, I actually saw one the other day where like you, it, it had only had like six days left and $0 funded. So sad. And well, you know what was sad about it was I was like, it's kind of a good idea. I don't understand why nobody has backed this. I couldn't quite figure it out. Um, was the video terrible? It, I mean, it was okay. It wasn't, like, he had a physical product and everything. I was pretty shocked that it had zero dollars. Um, there's a lot yeah, of things. It started a blast. There's a lot of things I've seen on there that should have done well, but just don't. And also, there's tons of things that do do well, and I would never expect it. Like, what was it, that potato salad one? What the hell was that? Oh, my God. I don't even know. That one just made me angry because it just kind of mocked the whole thing. Uh, I like Kickstarter. So I, lo- I, love, um, I love how we both find some pretty – 
interesting ones sometimes. There's been some good ones. I really like that Nalgene one. I'm I'm obsessed with um, my favorite Kickstarters ever are ones that interact with uh, mason jars. So the Nalgene one is kind of in that same general realm. So that's really cool to me. I I like that a lot. I like just looking around and just uh, just checking all the ideas that people have. You know what? You know, it's actually speak of this. I just saw a stupid fidget spinner on uh, Kickstarter, and oh I had God. to talk about this. So there's the original fidget starter, uh, fidget uh, whatever that cube. Mm-hmm. The cube was the, like the original one I ever yeah. saw, and it was on Kickstarter. And people just took that and ran with it, and yeah, I feel so bad. The, actually, I have a friend with the original. It's actually really nice. It's it's really I satisfying. Yeah, I think I've I think I've read about the the original one and how good it is. I we even saw them in in Bali in Indonesia, like kids playing with them. It was cra- It's global. Absolutely, it is a global phenomenon. Absolutely, it's crazy. you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, I I heard a podcast recently about like the snap bracelet and how that became like a really big thing. Like in, I think in the nineties, um, and it's like one of those things. So I'm just curious about how long this fad's going to last because I see like in little Chinatown and whatnot, I see a bunch of people selling them. And I just, how long will this last for? I actually call it the Pogs of yeah. this generation. It, it reminds me of Pogs for some reason a lot. Absolutely. It's, it's super interesting. There's always, you always got the one. You got those weird things. I feel like the cube is like more the adult one. And the little spinners are like for kids who, uh, I don't know, teens. Well, and uh, I don't think, I think there's an untold side to it. Um, do you know how much teachers hate those things? They're like oh. banned from most classrooms. Oh, I, I can imagine. It'd be awful. They're like a better version of a tech deck. You remember those stupid finger skateboards? Uh, they're not Which stupid. Some, they're amazing. They, they somehow still exist. Yeah, I saw somebody with it, I think, maybe like a few months ago. How how does that company still produce those? Like, They probably have like millions of them in a warehouse somewhere, and they're just like – they're probably just making profit <laughs> off that. They're probably actively making them. They're like making money just because they made them in the nineties. And now with inflation, they're, they're like, they cost them negative dollars at this point yeah. <laughs> or something. You know, Kickstarter is a dangerous place, man. I just load the homepage and there's just so much stuff on here. That I'm like, Oh, no. maybe I should check that out. Did you see no. the, the, the Roomba, the company makes Roomba. They made the, the one for weed cutting. I saw that on the first. Oh, so it's on it, the Kickstarter. Yeah, it's on Kickstarter. It's the same company who makes. Uh, it's a. I guess it's a, uh, a USA company, and they make. Uh, it's the iRobot. iRobot. Yeah. Uh, or it's like a division of it, or something. It's like this similar company, but uh, it's on here. It's called Franklin Robotics, and uh, it basically it it sees plants based on height, and if it's really short, it just cuts it at the base. But it, so it doesn't like scan it to see like, oh, is this this type of weed? It basically says like, oh, this is small. I'm like, cut it down. And it just kind of trolls around your uh, your garden. It's pretty interesting. interesting. There's a little uh, solar panel on top. It's pretty interesting. What's it called? We probably shouldn't do this on an audio show. It's called uh, Turtil, T-E-R-T-I-L-L. I got to see it. It's not iRobot. I mean, it's not the same people as um... – that did not bring it up. I'm not going to try. Uh, it's not the same company if it's not iRobot because iRobot is is Roomba. It's it's some kind of robot, maybe it's Ro- like, Roomba similar company. Maybe they're like competitors or something. That's cool. I just there's another one. I have to, I'm going to mention one more thing and then I'm going to close this website because <laughs> I clicked on for you and it just shows me a bunch of stuff. They must know me really well. They know you so well at this point. Are you kidding? Yeah, they really do. Uh, so it, it's a hydro – it's like a hydro – like a camel pack. Camel I saw pack, this. I but saw for your, this. For your forearm. Yeah. 
Yeah. How? I saw that's that. actually not a bad idea. No. You know what though? I um for our trip to Bali, I bought a, a Camelback for. It's like a real little one. I actually, this is kind of a, a cool travel hack. Um, I bought a mountain bike hydro pack, but not for mountain biking. I bought it because they're way smaller, but they, they expand and they have a lot of clever features for carrying more crap. Because hmm. I wanted like a little bag to like go through the day and carry water and also be able to carry a couple of small things, but not too much. Um, and Deborah made fun of me really bad. And by the end of the trip, she was like, that bag worked really well. There's only one problem with it. Oh, oh, what is that problem, Mike? It's red, white, and blue. Oh God! It screams <laughs> America. Yeah, it's real bad. Like it's bull because I ordered it and it showed the picture that of of it because it was on REI's like clearance section. Oh, the picture of it's red and black. And and what they didn't show you is on the other side. The other side is blue, so it's blue, red, and black with white zippers. And it's like really, guys. They totally hid the blue side, so it only showed the red and black side. It's it's did fantastic. It ha- by any chance, did it have um, an eagle on it shooting lasers out of its eyes? No, no, it did not. Oh, that'd but be it really. Does, but that'd it be... does scream liberty and freedom. Hmm. Nothing screams liberty and freedom like an eagle with uh, lasers coming out of its eyes. <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Do you have like a, a favorite or like a tech product that you wish existed? I do. I this one is. Uh, I think you will. I think you will relate to this one. Um, my dream gadget right now that I don't understand why no one has made is I want somebody t- to take our Western Digital Wireless Pro. Okay. I want an empty one to bring my own drive. So those sort of exist, but not as well done. No, not they're not going to be as well done. And I want that. I want it so bad. I don't care. I don't even care if it's like kind of expensive. It would be so nice to be able to swap the drives out. So if one's full, so if you happen to shoot more than two or three terabytes with the data you have. Yep. So you, or, your main problem or, is you need to figure out how to not shoot two to three terabytes with the no, data no, no, on no, a single no. trip. Let me, let me clarify something though. Well, did you see they, they just came out with a four terabyte model, by the way? No, um, I haven't. They have a four terabyte now. Uh, no, the main reason, my main focus for it would be to be able to swap from a spinning disk to a solid state disk, depending on the activity. Uh, yeah. It would be not, it would be nice peace of mind when you're on a long trip that you're worried about dropping the drive and damaging the drive. Um, I worried about that the whole trip. That like by the end of that trip, by the end of the Bali trip, I, that drive was like the most pri- prized possession we had. Like it. I like hit it so deep in my suitcase to make sure nobody'd touch it, you know. So, I wish that there was a way to like pull the drive. Yeah, I hear you. I think that the, there's definitely markets for what you want to do that is already made for photographers. It's just there's nothing out there that has like Wi-Fi and an app that comes with it and a nice exactly. interface and all these things. The photographer ones, the reason why I sprung on it because. I need it for what it, exactly what it is. I don't need it to be a solid state drive. I typically don't erase cards on my trip. I just want right. to make sure that I have a second copy in case something were to go wrong, card get corrupted, or last minute if I had to format a card, I had the option to. But I would never, ever rely on it. Honestly, day one, I'm like, I was worried about it failing because I'm scared yeah. of all drives failing. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's that's my point. Is like, I have no idea what kind of drives in that sucker. Um, I considered bringing a portable drive with me 
because it has the USB port and nobody, I just realized nobody has any clue what we're talking about. Yeah. You mentioned it, the Western digital, uh, wireless passport pro. Yeah. Is that, is that the, they have so many, it's very confusing. Yeah. That's the <laughs> official long name of it. Well, it has a USB port on it and you should be able to, um, mirror it to any external drive you wanted. Hypothetically. This is way too nerdy and deep, but you can, but you have to do it through the app. But let's just leave it at that. Okay. Anyways, that's my dream device that I, I think about a lot lately. So this is mine, and it's kind of yeah. a, it's kind of something that's already out there, but it could be something that's just an app that someone makes. Okay. Uh, so there's a watch out there called the Sunto. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but S-U-U-N-T-O. And basically okay. what it does is it records your GPS location uh, periodically over a period of set time. And what you could do with the software that it comes with is basically make like a, like a it's like almost like a Google map movie. You can hit play and it will show you on the map like the weather, where you were, where you walked, and where you went um, going along the entire trip. And I just think it's such a cool feature. And, you know, Apple Watch, if it, if, you know, if someone made it, maybe it might work for it. Or if you know, all it has to be is an app on your phone that just checks in periodically, where so it just grabs GPS location and it sees the you know the distance you traveled between the two intervals, so it can guess oh is he running, biking, driving on a boat or wherever, mm. um, and it doesn't even have to be accurate. But I think it would be so cool after like a seven day trip somewhere, be able to hit play and kind of just watch your entire day, night and day weather, and kind of just see your entire day go through. Um, Especially like imagine for like a like a travel website where someone wants to reproduce like your exam exact trip or you want to go back on the same trip again, you could do it exactly the way it was. So that's kind of my idea for an app or, a, you know, a company to make a hardware product that isn't Sunto. But my problem is I can't have a watch because, as you know, and how everyone now knows that I have two watches and I would be straight up murdered if I had a third watch or I wore two <laughs> watches at the same time and would not fly. We already have enough USB devices charging every single night when we're on the trips, you know? Yeah, dude, that's isn't that so funny how that becomes like the new problem for travel? It's like strategizing your charging system for a trip. So I, there's a few friends who have traveled with me, and they all know me as the person who's who's never with a low battery, always has a battery pack, and always has extra cables or extra ports to charge things. I'm always yeah. prepared for that kind of stuff. And it just like it gives me anxiety when I see people who are like low battery and have no options. I'm like, what are you doing with your life? I I often tease Deborah that she she has no idea how her phone charges at night. How funny. she just wakes she just wakes up because even like it's gotten to the it's gotten to the point and it's funny. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. She she literally hands me her phone and goes to sleep, and I put it on the charger. <laughs> You're responsible for it. Yeah, I am responsible for making sure her phone charges. You know. It's something I do every single morning when we arri- or every night when we arrive somewhere and every morning when we leave. I set up yep. all the cables. I have two USB hubs. I, I have a four port and a five port. Um, yep. Sometimes we just need one of them. Sometimes we need both, depending on if it's you know a long day or not or what we use during the day. Yep. But uh, it's it's crazy. It's, it's a lot of takedown. It's a lot of setup. But the hubs are definitely the way to go on travel because you don't need all the individual things. They're Absolutely. also all rated for 100 to 240. Yep. So so basically, you need one travel adapter for like, you know, five devices and that's all you need. Yeah, that's exactly what I did as well. I was shocked um, that there wasn't really anybody pointing this out as, as much. Like it, most most sites were talking about, you know, the all-in-ones and it's like, why you can just swap the cable for the country you're going to. Yeah, and the all-in-ones don't make sense to me because 
if that one thing goes bad, you're done for and that you don't have any yep. other chargers with you. So, yep. I mean, I guess the same could be said for the hub, but you can buy – basically, I buy all products that are charged over USB. Yeah. And that way, I know it's universal. I can get one everywhere. Yep. I'm exact – we're the exact same on that. And I have a 4-port and a 5-port as well. That's funny. Yeah, you know, I even have one that's like a small travel size. It's like very compact that I can plug into an, like an airplane. And I have one that's like mm-hmm. a longer cable if I need to hang it from a wall or a bathroom yep. sink or something like that. Yep. Are they both Anchor? Uh, actually, neither of them are. Really? My yeah. Anchor one, I got I got a new one that's Anchor for this trip, and it's awesome. It's really cool. But I'm done buying USB products until everything is USB-C, I've decided. Uh, I think it's going to be a long time. I mean – it's just crazy, you know, airports and everything's the standard of, of regular USB. And for mm-hmm. phones and mobile devices that we need to charge all the time, that's fine. But we're moving towards computers and things being charged over USB-C. It's, it's going to be a long time coming for a lot of these places. I don't really care about that, though. As long as they still have the traditional outlets, I'll be good because I'll have the adapter my, trusty for travel hub, my trusty travel hub or an adapter or something. Absolutely. But it's... But it's so nice how fast – have you really experienced like um, like any small portable devices for charging over USB-C? No, and, and I don't actually care about the, the wattage for charging any of my devices. I don't care about which one's a 2.4 or which one's a 1.2 because realistically, mm-hmm. I only charge them overnight and everything charges overnight at that rate. So it's totally fine. I, I typically am too except uh, specifically GoPro uh, because the batteries are so crappy. Um, it is really impressive how fast you can charge a battery on the GoPro Hero 5 via USB-C because wow. it's USB-C. It's, I know that's like nerdy, but it's pretty sweet to like not have to think about it. I don't think anyone truly knows unless people actually use GoPros, I guess, but uh, no one truly knows how bad the GoPro's battery life is. It is They're so bad. It is terrible. Terrible. It's, unbelievable the the hero 5 is a little better i did feel like it was surprisingly better we had four batteries for the trip and i think we only touched the fourth battery like in the same day twice and that was like and that was like hardcore snorkeling and stuff so i and and we were shooting 4k the whole time which is i imagine a little bit more intensive on battery life Mm -hmm. i i was more impressed with the five than i have been with previous it's still crap, but it, it feels like they've squeezed an extra six or seven minutes out of each battery. I mean, the thing is that they have to do better because if they keep releasing crappy ba- battery and crappy devices, they're just going to tank even more than they already have. Yeah, yeah. They're going to lose to all the amazing Chinese knockoffs that's out there. That's like so. the scariest thing for any tech company is just how fast their products can be reproduced in China. And and actually, some of them are becoming – you know better or, or as good and it's crazy how they're being advertised at they have the money to, to do uh proper advertisement yeah like the yi i haven't used the yi. i think it's yi is that how you pronounce it Y I. yeah i believe so i mean yi yai yi whatever it is whatever it is i think it's like a 100 bucks cheaper than gopro it shoots 4k uh looks beautiful it looks like a good device uh, yep. it gets really good reviews um, they're kind of in a similar camp as Anchor. They make a whole bunch of crap, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of electronics, and do pretty well with it. It's pretty neat. Um, I actually bought last summer for Glacier. I bought a knockoff uh, GoPro off Amazon that had decent reviews. It was something that was on sale. I wasn't going to buy a GoPro at all for the trip. I was just going to shoot everything on iPhone. And this deal, I I was like, well, I'll buy it and 
at the very least I'll return it, which I did return it. Um, but it was, it was like 60 or $70. The, the thing shot 1080p. Um, it came with every mount on the planet and it worked great. Um, the software was a little clunky, but the mounts were awesome. It seriously came with like every mount. I, I can't think of it. didn't come with a suction cup mount, which I had and it was fully GoPro mount compatible used standard micro SD. Um, it, it was nuts how cheap it was. You would assume that that's where GoPro makes most of the profit margins is on all the little accessories and plastic pieces, right? Well, I mean, yeah, they're making a fortune off the plastic pieces. Are you kidding? Do you know what the markup is on those plastic pieces? Yeah, it's probably insane. They're probably paying like eight cents for most of the, the like the strictly raw plastic pieces. They probably pay like literal pennies for those. <laughs> It's great. And then they sell them for like $15. It's, yeah. I don't even want to know what the margins are on them. Yeah, the GoPro branding will do that for you. Yeah. I mean, sometimes like I feel like I have to buy it because if I'm strapping it to a helmet while I'm ziplining, I'm like, I'm not going to mess around with the 99 cent version. I'll pay the $15. No. Absolutely. But honestly, Absolutely. it's probably the same thing. I have to confess, I have a pretty ridiculous GoPro mount. Where? I have, I have the uh, dog mount. Oh, Jesus. I've never used it. Um, it's uh, you want to know the funniest part about it? I'll have to show it to you sometime. Is it official or is it the uh, a knockoff version? Oh no, this is the official dog mount from GoPro. And and do you want to know the most upsetting and offensive thing ever? What? It is a thousand times higher quality and better than the GoPro chesty. Oh, the dog man. mount. The dog mount is so nice. It's like neoprene and comfy and like cushioned in all the right spots i mean i assume it's not like ellie can tell me but it's like let me guess perfect. have you tried it on yourself no but i have and i haven't i haven't even actually put it on ellie because i got it and it's just it's kind of like for when i want it because it was like a good deal on it but you know I, me i didn't pay full price of course i feel like but. you could make some uh, a good amount of views on a youtube video by just you mount that to your back and running around a field on all fours <laughs> i can see it now I could uh, I could probably make that happen. Uh, one feature I like about it is it has um, it has a camera mount for both below the dog and above the dog. Oh, which is that's kind of, cool. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Get both interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's it is hands down the best built mount that I've seen from GoPro, which is I think really comical. But isn't it like forty five dollars or something insane, or is it just like thirty bucks? I think it's like thirty or forty bucks. I got it for like really cheap, so yeah. I, I'm not sure. I think I that. paid like I think I paid like twelve bucks. Yeah, so. I'd buy it if I saw it for ten uh, twelve bucks. Yeah, yeah. Yes, um, you know I buy a bunch of other garbage for way more than that. Yeah, you spend way more on way worse crap. So why not? Uh, have you played with the Karma at all? I've only seen like the videos and the and what people say about it online, and I've also seen it compared side to side in person. Uh, I think at Best Buy. They had like mm-hmm. a like a little mount for both of them side by side, and it's crazy how big it is. We're talking the drone, not the gimbal, correct? Because uh, they call well, we're talking about the drone plus the gimbal. Just the size right. of the entire drone is really big. Yeah, I, it gets a little confusing because they you can also buy the gimbal by itself, and it's called the Karma Grip, right? Yeah, so that gets a little screwy so you know, it was nice of them because they let everyone who had the first generation karma they let everyone keep the grip and if they sent back the the karma itself i didn't know that that's cool yeah it was a nice little little thing that they did for the people who bought the first uh, karma 
Well, and the, and the Karma, and, and I'm mainly comparing only to DJI. I know there's other brands out there, but the Karma Grip does have one add-on feature that I think is awesome, and I want I want to see everybody steal it and copy it, and that is the cable, the cable um, stabilizer add-on. You've seen this, yes? Yeah, I think I've seen it. And basically, it allows you to, instead of using the handheld grip, you can use a cable and disperse, disperse? Distribute. Yeah. There we go. Yep. Words, some kind of word. Uh, you can distribute the weight so that you could mount like only part of the stabilizer on your chest and the rest of it be in your backpack while you're snowboarding down a mountain, which is pretty cool because it would be very difficult to use the uh, Osmo in in more action sports related yeah. situations. They do have a chest mount for the for the DJI Osmo, but I just don't know when anyone would ever use that. I don't know. I really, I really see a benefit for it. Um, I have the GoPro. It's a third party. I cannot think of the brand, but it is. You have a different brand that does a similar thing that mounts your GoPro to your backpack strap. Yeah. And I use, I use that mount all day, every day on Bali. And not all the footage is usable, but the bigger thing it did is it allowed me to get some very discreet shots where people didn't see the GoPro, and mm-hmm. it also allowed the GoPro to be. Mine had a has a quick release to pull the GoPro off my backpack and just start shooting. It made it very accessible for grabbing in a lot of situations where normally you'd have to like pull it out of your pocket or something like that and might not think about it. So the one I have is called the Capture Clip, uh, and that's what I used. It was originally a Kickstarter, once again, mm-hmm. and I love it. <laughs> it's also a big name brand in cameras now. So um, you know, it's one of those things I backed, the original product. I'm super proud of it. Uh, I think I have two of them. Uh, but anyways, uh, the reason why people didn't see the GoPro in your case is they were too distracted by the, uh, American flag on your back. <laughs> Touche. Yep. Touche. You're rude. Uh, <laughs> they make those, um, really high, uh, high end, uh, camera bags, don't they? They're like more expensive. Yeah. They're really, really expensive. They're, they're pretty nice. I've checked them out in person, but I'm really picky when it comes to camera bags and they're, they just don't quite do it for me. I can only imagine going camera bag shopping with you has to be terrible. Oh, because you couldn't possibly do it. There's no one who would live through that. <laughs> I have probably uh, like five or six camera bags all in storage. I, I I bet you have far more than five. I would be impressed if you only had five, actually. Well, I have, I think, two or three just in this small little room by myself. So uh, I could easily have more. I, I believe it. Um, the name of the company that makes mine, I believe, is Polar Pro. Yeah, Polar Pro. I have a I have a knockoff one that uh, I bought for a GoPro as well, and it's it's super shitty. But now I just use my capture clip with it. Yeah, mine is called the Pol- the Strap Mount by Polar Pro, and it's pretty cool. Specifically, they make it with a floating grip that works in conjunction, and that's where it, that's the sweet spot. Like instead of just mounting the GoPro. I have like a, a small handle mounted to my chest. That sounds weird. Um, so that I could quick release the GoPro and just start shooting. So it, it was, I, I really liked it. It worked better than, I didn't think it would work nearly as well as it did. How, I used the DJI Osmo as well, right? What? Did you ever use the DJI Osmo as well or no? I did, yeah. I had the, I had the, the consumer one. I don't, I can never keep the model straight. I had the, the entry level iPhone one for two weeks. I borrowed, I bought one and played with it. 
did you uh, get over the fact that it's weird to use it in public? Mm, a little bit, but people, man, people are freaked out by that thing. I think they're getting more used to it because I've seen it in enough places now that I think people are finally, uh, they're like, oh, it's like a fancy selfie stick. You know, I, I, I actually, uh, I'm totally over using it. I mean, I'm totally not afraid to use it in public anymore. I use it in mm-hmm. like major cities and places and it's just, it's just fun to use. And, uh, I don't know. It, it, it does, it's distracting for a little bit. The first, like maybe like hour or a few hours you use it, maybe even first mm-hmm. couple days, but it's, it's really adds a whole different level to your video. It, it does. I mean, the, the footage that we got just in playing with it, it's nice. It's definitely, um, I kind of want to wait for the next gen from DJI and see what they come out with, but it's definitely that that's definitely a product that's in my in my um future plans, potential future plans, I would say. Speaking of new product, I mean they pretty much come out with new product like every 6 months because they just have I, I mean no one pumps out cameras and and things like they do. Like they just announced the Spark. What do you think about the Spark? Yeah. Um I I really like okay so I get the idea of a selfie drone, I get I get the like the goal from a business perspective they're trying to get into like as many consumer hands as possible and five hundred bucks blah 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 I don't know why anybody would buy a Spark over a Mavic if it had shot four K maybe I, if they they could have raised the price a hundred bucks if it shot four K and it would have been still a pretty compelling product but ten eighty p in twenty seventeen. I don't. I don't get. I, I can get on a soapbox about that in general. I don't get why any camera is not shooting 4K at this point. I I absolutely agree. I mean, it has to do with, for example, all my products have are shoot 4K. So if I shot that in 1080p, in my timeline or my project, I couldn't bring. I mean, I could bring that footage in, but it wouldn't look as good. It wouldn't look as good as my 4K. You know, right. 1080p scale to 4K, obviously. Uh, it's just, it's for certain people who don't care about 4k that, that it even exists it's for the people who really care about selfies i think as those people don't care about quality they're already taking but, photos with 1.2 megapixel front and 5 megapixel front facing cameras so you know 12 uh 12 <laughs> or whatever it is, is is great for image quality and also 1080p is gonna be great for image quality but the problem with that logic is yes i agree that that's who it's designed for but those people aren't going to spend 500 dollars on a drone they're going to buy the chinese knockoff on amazon for $85. You mean the Chinese knockoff of the Chinese product? Yeah. Yeah, that. So, yeah, there, but it's crazy because there's some other drones out there in that $500 space, and now those are all just absolutely destroyed. That's like, there's true. There's like the they hover drone that kind of folds in half, uh, or I, I guess it yeah, unfolds, and you kind of fly it up. It's like a flying little square box. And uh, I, I would never buy that. I would always buy the Spark before that. But, man, if you wanted the controller – so I did a little test. Um, I showed my friend uh, the Mavic Pro at his apartment, mm-hmm. and it was like the kind of the courtyard of the, of the apartment. And there's probably a lot of Wi-Fi signal, a lot of blockage going on. But I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I've never tried the Wi-Fi mode, just the app, and we'll just see how it goes. So I flipped on the Wi-Fi mode in the Mavic Pro, and then I took it outside with the app, and I flew it up in the air, and it got 20 or 30 feet above me, and it lost connection, and it had to fly mm-hmm. back down. And it was like super sketchy uh, because I was like hoping that my phone would like rejoin the Wi-Fi so mm. I will never do that again because I've had a couple scares with the proper controller. I'll never right. do Wi-Fi ever again. Never in a pinch. Unless I'm in the middle of a field with nothing near me, no distractions or nothing. I might do it for like 30 feet, but I would never do it again. Yeah, no, I agree. So it has I, the mode, but 
basically you should never use it unless you're in a zone like in the middle of nowhere. But still, be careful. When I saw an article, I didn't read it. I saw a title um, from, I want to say The Verge or Engadget. Talking, it's and it, the title essentially said flying a drone with your hands is not nearly as fun as it sounds, or something like that. Yeah. And it was talking about the Spark specifically and its hand gesture controls and how it sounds really innovative and fun, but in practice, I think the problem is I think a lot of companies do do that, right? They do like the gesture based system, but I think most of them ignore how Apple introduced multi touch. If you remember, Apple did a few multi touch gestures at a time. They didn't. They didn't release forty-five things at once. And all these companies, they're like, there's too many. Like, like drop two in there, man. Like, hold up your hand for a selfie and hold your hand flat to make it land or something, and that's it. But, but not there. Aren't there like fifteen? I think there's like a lot. You, I don't know. My Mavic, I think has has two or three, and we have looked like idiots for like at least I don't know for quite <laughs> some time sitting in a park or standing somewhere. Where we're maybe you shouldn't even be flying in the first place, and we're waving our arms in the air trying to get this thing to take a selfie of us, and it's just it's just so hard to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. Basically, the lights in the front of the drone will indicate like if it's ready for you or sees you. So you, do, I think it's like one to recognize you, and it's another one to take a photo. But man, it is it's not easy, and the, the Spark does have some more sensors in the front that see you better, but it's. I, I'd have to try it just to, before I you know knock it, but I'm sure it's better than the yeah. Mavic Pro. But the Mavic Pro, I would never buy it for the gestures. It's, it just simply doesn't work, or is simply not reliable. Right. Uh, kind of a backpedal, but somewhat relevant. GoPro Hero 5's voice control surprisingly worked really well and made a lot of sense. Um, for example, Deborah was surfing, and the GoPro was mounted on the nose of her surfboard. Sorry if it's not called a nose, Deborah. Um, and she could, you could literally yell "GoPro, start recording" or "GoPro, stop recording" while surfing, and it would absolutely work. Um, I was, I was su- pleasantly surprised by the voice control on the Hero Five, and it makes sense in a lot of applications. And somehow that doesn't kill the battery in ten minutes. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how they're doing it. The active listening on it, but um. I mean, think about it. It's pretty brilliant if you have a GoPro mounted to your helmet. You yeah. know, you can't, you know, to make yeah. sure you're doing the right thing. Because you can, you can literally, like, yell. You don't have to change any modes. You can just say, start recording, take a picture, t- take a time lapse. It, it knows all of it. You know, that would have been really useful. Uh, we were ziplining in Costa Rica, and I was, like, really scared the whole time. Like, is it recording right now or not recording? So I had to ask right? the people as they were setting me up, I'm like, is it recording or not? Because... Yeah. I forgot to like put the you know turn on the beeps or something like that, right. so I would hear it because I never have the beeps on because I think they're you know super annoying, uh, and that would have been incredibly useful then. So I'm, that's a, definitely a great feature of it, and also the fact that it shoots I believe raw compared to the other ones don't shoot yeah. raw yeah. is a great feature yeah. as well. And it's, of course it's a software feature they could add, but they're like screw it, let's add everything to it. Yeah, it's like uh, uh, making sure your GoPro is on is like the 2017 equivalent to all oh, the lens lens cap was left on type of a thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Cool. So we're good. Let's uh, let's wrap it up. Okay. Pretty slow week, but I think uh, we covered a lot today. We covered a lot. Kickstarter, uh, GoPro. We don't need to go through them all, do we? Yeah. No, not at all. You can't forget Nintendo. But uh, hey, yeah, that's it. We'll uh, we'll do it again next week, and that's it. Signing off or whatever. <laughs>
yeah, thanks guys for listening, and sorry we're boring. Yeah, thank you. Hopefully uh, next week will be a little more exciting. I know I'm getting my uh, new computer and new iPad this week, so maybe there I'll have something to talk about. I hear the promotion is uh, pretty exciting, so we'll see how it is. Nice, nice, nice.